Welcome everyone to the Hotel Nerd Network brought to you by Anchor. What's Anchor you say? It is an easy way to make a podcast like this one for free. That's right, I said it, for free. But not only that, you can record from the comfort of your home, on the PC, or on the go with your phone. They have everything you need to make a podcast in one place. The best feature is that they even distribute the podcast for you on multiple platforms, so you don't have to stress on getting your content out there for the world to hear. If you're looking for a free and easy way to make a podcast, download the Anchor app on your mobile device or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now please sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, what's up? Hello. So, Tate, you're done watching all your trailers? Yeah, I am. I feel like I'm Brett Sheridan right now where I actually have to go in and dissect every single one of them because I didn't even see a single trailer today. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go. In, I didn't want to go in blindfolded to be like, okay, yeah, that trailer looks great. Did you... <laughs> That's why I was listing them off as that was coming across on that stream. I was right. listening them off the ones I was watching. But you know, I was busy at work all day, so I'm like, as soon as you told me like a quiet place uh two had a new trail i'm like wait is this new footage or old footage so yeah well um for everybody that is listening which as of lately has been many unfortunately hopefully that trend goes the other way soon um i will fair warn even you john this is not going to be the normal podcast episode because I have some very vocal opinions, and yeah, my mouth's probably going to overload my ass. <laughs> but this could be a normal episode, though. I mean, considering the fact that you can actually talk about whatever we want to talk about. Well, yeah, it's going to be normal in that aspect, but it's going to basically be me going on a Johnny Campier rant. So, <laughs> just a heads up. Right. It's going to happen right out the gate. (laughs) But before that, introductions. I'm Chris for Hotel Nerd. I'm John DeGorio for Movie Love. And let the shit hit the fan. (laughs) So you wanted to go and talk about Weinstein first? Yes. I will let you get your take in on this first. Because, yeah, let's just say this is going to be a pretty epic rant on my part. Okay, to be honest with you, when stuff like this, I don't normally post on my stuff, but I've been following the case and everything very closely and everything else, too. Like, to the point where I'm, like, not obsessed with it, but to the point where I actually have to know all my facts before actually laying down the groundwork, saying if this guy's guilty or not guilty. But considering the fact that you have large amounts of women that actually said that this piece of shit actually did what they said that they were going to what he did. And there's evidence to prove it, substantial evidence that this douchebag, this ball bag did that crap. And to know that that douchebag is actually going to be in jail for the rest of his life or for three or four years, I believe, believe it is. Right. I think it's five. Five years, hell, give him life in prison and let him go on ahead. Let Don't drop the soap and let him go on ahead and get what's coming to him. 
because seriously, if it was anybody else, they would give him a more of a life sentence than what we would be than what he was he's getting right now. It was a normal human being and not someone who's a big huge uh, person in Hollywood who had his own production studio and everything. He would have he would have been handling probably life in prison if he even makes it that far because people are probably going to wind up beating the hell out of him to the point where he's dead. But I'm just happy to know that justice is actually served and the fact that, you know, he's behind bars. Finally, after all this time of it being dragged out for as long as it has been and everything, I'm glad that they, the justice system actually worked in the favor for those women that got sexually abused by him. Harvey Weinstein's a piece of crap. So far, everything you're saying, I'm totally agreeing with. Because, I mean, and get this, I even, don't ask me why Howard Stern even interviewed this piece of shit, but he's even in the Howard Stern Comes Again book and everything. I skipped through that because I didn't want to entertain someone that is sexually molesting or sexually assaulting other women on the job. Because then I feel like I'm entertaining that. And I don't want to entertain someone that's like that. Again, completely agreeing with everything you're saying so far. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, I'm glad the gavel's been, uh, the gavel has been pointed in the right direction. I feel like the jury has actually done their job and everything. I feel like justice is served and the women that have been sexually abused by this piece of shit, excuse my language, but piece of shit is now behind bars and they can actually rest and move on with their lives knowing that this person won't have that control over this huge company because the company is now gone as well but the whole thing is I'm just glad that they can actually rest assured hey look Hardy Weinstein is behind bars you don't have to worry about him doing it to anybody else and because you guys actually spoke up against uh, what happened with, with them and everything there's and now people are going to be more aware, hey, look, we can actually speak up against being sexually assaulted at work and everything. And we can actually go on ahead. And as long as it's a substantial evidence to actually back us up, we can actually go on ahead and have justice served for us the same way that Harvey Weinstein is now behind bars. So I feel like they have a woman actually have a voice now because of that. And not only that, but even Terry Crews got sexually assaulted at one time. Not by Harvey Weinstein, but by somebody else. I think it was maybe his manager or something like that. But men get assaulted as well, so it might even give men a courage, men courage enough to actually step out as well. Even though it shows us more vulnerable towards that. Because we want to be seen as the big tough guys. But to know that there's other people that aren't where people are not the only ones, where you're not the only ones, it gives people a voice to be heard. And I'm glad that they actually did that. <coughs> but what's your thought process on it? So you've touched on everything I was going to say other than the tail end, which is um, because I was talking to my gram about this uh, earlier because I saw it on the news. We all know he was walking in with a walker. 
into the courtroom. Mm-hmm. This jackass, I say, and if I'm wrong on this, I will be shocked. But I am of the idea that the lawyers are the one to put him up to the idea of walking in with a walker. Yep. Basically, he's vulnerable. Oh, not only that. He draws sympathy. I, I don't mean to uh, stop you, but did you see the other report where he actually had a heart attack after the verdict? I'm he's getting I'm getting there. Okay, it's, sorry. <laughs> don't want to hit. It's part of my rant. All right. This jackass also showed no fucking emotion at all when the verdict was read. Zero. Go back and watch the video. There is no emotion. There is no response from this piece of shit, worthless human being. That's because he knows he did the shit. That's because he knows he did it. He knows he was in the wrong, but he's going to play victim like he's the person who doesn't do anything wrong. He is going to Rikers, and he knows it. And then all of a sudden, oh, I have heart palpitations. I need to go to the hospital. Fuck that bullshit. You were fine in the courtroom, you motherfucker. Like, there is no reason he should not be in a jail cell right now. Instead, he's in a fucking cushy hospital bed. That son of a bitch deserves a bed full of fucking spikes. I much rather just gas him through the uh, ventilation thing than just to do that. Like, you can't tell me that that walker wasn't a th- sympathy play. Oh, it was. And now, oh, I'm having heart palpitations. And oh, now I'm having a heart attack. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember correctly, Dum Dum from Penn State tried that same shit. That's right, he did. Now that you, rem- now that uh, I remember that, yeah. He tried pulling the same shit that, uh, and everything too, and it didn't pan out for him either. And I live in the Penn State area. I live in central Pennsylvania. We had to live that shit. We're still living that shit. He still comes up in the fucking news that he's getting retried for this or retried for that. And he's getting resentenced for this or resentenced for that. They're wasting our state taxpayer money on a piece of shit that shouldn't even be walking the fucking planet. I fullheartedly agree with you on that as well. You know? Because there's other things that your tax money could actually be going towards and stuff like that. Instead, they're wasting their time on a trial that they already convicted the guy on and also the substantial evidence and everything. And here you will have another trial wasting everybody's time. Yep. And I'll be honest, that's the watered down version of my rant. (laughs) But that's pretty much the points, because you pretty much covered 90% of what I was going to say. <laughs> you just did it more elegantly. <laughs> Trust me, every bit of me wanted to do it, but I was like, you know, I want to be a little bit civil at the same time, even though I'm pissed off about the fact that he tried to be that piece of shit that we all know who how he is. 
But, you know, at the same time, it's like, he's not even worth my anger. That's how bad he is to me. He's not even worth me getting even angry at because of the fact that he's a piece of shit. And everybody knows he's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? So you basically saved everybody, like, 12 minutes of me just ranting off the cuff. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. I didn't mean to take your thunder. (laughs) It's okay, because we're not even 12 minutes in. So we would still be going. All right. (sighs) Um, Big breaking, shocking news today. Bob Iger stepped down. That's what I've heard, but I didn't actually get a chance to actually research that. Well, it's confirmed. He um he named the CEO of what was it? CEO of amusements and Disney amusements and events. His name his name's also Bob. I can't think of what his last name is for the life of me. But basically, Iger said he's stepping down as CEO effective immediately, and that he's going to help this other Bob. Uh, <laughs> going to help him work through the transition for the next 22 months until his contract's up, and then once his contract's up, he's out of Disney. He's he's leaving Disney. Did he say as to why he's leaving Disney? No. No. Not that I know of. That's kind of odd to me because of the fact that Bob's been around for a long time. Only Bob thing you think? I was young. The only thing I can think of, well, he's been there for 15 years. The only thing I can think of is maybe he's considering making a push for 2024. Because he was looking at it in 2016 until Trump jumped in. And once Trump jumped in, he stopped. I'm wondering if he is an eyeing up 2024. Because it makes sense. If he's going to leave in 2021, it takes about a good solid two years for you to get a campaign off the ground. I mean, Bloomberg, he's finding that out right now. Right. And Mind you, that guy, right. Bloomberg, he's a piece of shit, too. Right. But another positive thing, though, is Iger has the money to actually back it to where, you know, he doesn't have to back out of the race right away. Because that's yeah. one of the downfalls towards some of these campaigns is they can keep going and going. And then yeah. Bloomberg, can he can keep going and going, too. Bloomberg, he's he's made of money. Right. He, he's basically the Democrat equivalent of Trump. Right. So, you know, Iger jumps in there and everything <clears throat> to see what he's going to wind up doing if that is why he left. I got uh, a suspicion that's why because he's he's poked his head into that tent a couple of times like, hey, is there room for me? Oh, nope, not this time. Nope. And then he teased it again for 2020. Is there room for me? Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. Right. So yeah. it's like he's definitely been smelling the roses on that side of the fence. So he wouldn't be surprised if you hear a Bob Iger presidency run in 2024. You see, another thing, too, I'm just glad that, you know, it's not anything that's really bad as to why he left or anything. I'm glad that he just decided to go on ahead and just resign because it was, hey, it's like, okay, look, I'm, I did the, I did everything I can with this company. I'm going to go on ahead and excuse myself and put somebody else in my place. So if that's the case, I'm okay with that as long as it's not something else behind it. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, is 
Disney as a whole, like the company, shareholders, nobody knew this was coming. The board didn't know it was coming. It okay. just he like woke up this morning. I was like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> like, talk about sleeping on it. Okay. It's like, it's like <laughs> hey, honey, yeah, I'm gonna quit tomorrow. Well, that's nice, dear. Just going in and sleep on it. Okay, wakes up. I'm gonna quit today. Well, if that's what you want to do, yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much what it sounds happened. Right. And but... it's like, <laughs> okay, nice knowing <laughs> you, Bob. Have fun with that. <laughs> but you know what, though? We got another Bob in my place. So we're okay. <laughs> Thanks for giving us Marvel and LucasArts and um, now Fox. Right, Please Plus. stick around and make sure that X Men and Fantastic Four don't bomb the shit out of it like you did over when Fox was the one doing it. Right. <laughs> like, but one until though, those things are set in stone. Right. Another thing too, I'm kind of curious about is this. I know back in the days of Disney and everything, they were used to be really racist towards different things. I don't know if you caught that or not. And then, of course, Bob Iger and everybody else now has actually been trying to get more people of color, trying to get everything else yep. in there to where it's more, you know, open field for different nationalities and stuff like that, which I'm okay for, which is I'm always striving for people to have more, you know, being more open-minded towards having other actors and actresses and directors and stuff like that and so forth with different nationalities and everything. But I wonder what this new guy is going to do. I'm hoping that he doesn't go in and destroy what Bob has actually created over the years because it actually shows how how much Disney has changed over the years. I don't see them backtracking honestly and uh I mean we're only day one literally day one as of right now in this new regime so I mean there's gonna be a lot of uh transition lot of eyeballs there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on this but i I still find it funny I just picture Bob going into work and calling the board of directors and like peace out bitches. <laughs> And then having uh, having M Night Shyamalan come in and be like, "What a twist!" Right? Yeah. And he goes, "You know what? I can finally do my project I wanted to do." <laughs> Back whenever they said I was going to be the next Steven Spielberg. Hold on, M Night. Hold on. Calm down. We got another bot. Well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> like I can just see him calling the board of directors in like an emergency board meeting, and he he walks in. And he just throws up the gangster sign. He's like, peace out, bitch. Right. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out. This is the new guy. His name's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it hilarious, though. It's like, okay, I know who was right for the job. And guess what? His name is going to be Bob also. And he's going to do a great job because you know why? His name is Bob. You can trust a guy like Bob to handle this. <laughs> So no more Igercons. Nope. Well, I'll be interested to see if the new Bob does those, like he goes and gives information ahead of time. Because that's one thing that Bob always famous for is he 
drop little nuggets in the uh, conference calls. That's the true. Calls. But no, knowing Iger, though, and he's actually feeling comfortable with this other bot, I think that he would actually be like, Yo, look, just drop little nuggets here and there during the meetings and everything like I'm doing. And that way we can follow, so other, so the audience can actually follow the breadcrumbs, <coughs> so to speak. Yeah. So I think that, you know, if Bob Iger is actually comfortable with this other guy and everything, and knowing that he's actually going to transition well into the position that Bob Iger has, I think that we should also feel, you know, comfortable at the fact that, you know, he's going to be the new, this new Bob is going to be the new face of the company. Yeah, he's also throwing this new Bob into the um, very unknown waters at the moment because we got Mulan coming and with the coronavirus, it's a hell of a hit considering the fact, and this was going to, this was topic three, uh, Mulan is pushed back until whenever China says that, you know, you got the green light to release it here in China. Sonic, so I, Sonic's not releasing in China. Uh, Call of the Wild isn't releasing in China. Like everything is on lockdown. They're they're not well, releasing any movies right now in China. Well, I don't think anybody's gonna miss out on Call of the Wild. I mean, I don't even think Harrison Ford even missed out on Call of the Wild, and he was in it. But I still like Christian's take on it, though. They probably just put a camera on him just on a normal day, and it's like, yep. That's our movie. Yep, did it in the backyard. Harrison being Harrison. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, all jokes aside and everything, you know, I wonder, are they uh, holding back the release date for the United States? Or are they going to uh, hold back on China as well? As of right now, it's just China. Okay. Now, so, that could change. Right. Because I think that they would want to hold it back a little bit longer because of the fact that this movie has a chance of making maybe over a billion dollars because don't forget they made this movie specifically for the china china uh audience as well yep because of the because they didn't want to do like the animated thing with the songs or anything they wanted to do a more serious take on it so therefore that's why they <laughs> wanted to go ahead and release it into china to actually respect their culture respect their whole entire thing and now to actually have this Corona virus going around and everything, I don't blame them one bit if they want to go on ahead and hold it back for the summertime because this could go good for a summertime release. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very, very fluid situation right now with movies in general. And it's just not Disney front. It's every front. Right. And just to give perspective of how big of an issue this is right now. Japan's talking about canceling the Olympics. I can't blame them. Like, that's fucking massive. And in re- and I, right. That's unheard of. And, and that's unlike Japan, like you said, because normally they don't really care about their people as that much. You know, I don't want to go that far to say that, but they're definitely a lot more lax. That's what I'm basically saying. You know, but for Japan to say, hey, look, we don't want to go on ahead 
and let every anybody else get affected with this virus. We're just gonna pump the brakes on this Olympics for for a little bit and see what happens. Oh no no no! They're not talking about just pumping the brakes. They're talking about flat out full out canceling. Wow. Okay. So that's a whole different thing than what I was thinking. Yeah, like this is a full out hard stop. They said they got three weeks to figure it out. If they can't figure this thing out in three weeks, they're probably going to cancel the Olympics. I'm okay with uh, them canceling it. I mean, I don't want people to die from this virus or anything like that either. Uh, you know, because that's think of the big crowd over there. You know. Mm-hmm. So I can I can definitely respect Japan for doing that. You know. Well, Venice canceled their festival. There's 12 towns in Italy that are on lockdown. That what they kind literally... of festival? What's that? What was their festival? Because I know that also affected uh, uh, Tom Cruise's movie, too, with Mission Impossible. Yep. They, uh, they canceled the shoot there. Let's see. Carnival. Ah. Annual festival... Held in Italy, it ends the Christian celebration of Lent 40 days before Easter. Oh, boy. Okay, that's like the biggest thing that you can have. Yeah. Canceled it. Yep. Venice cancels Carnival. Well, I'm glad that they're actually, you know, looking out for their citizens and everything. So I'm happy about that. That'd be like New Orleans canceling Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to see a bunch of angry Cajuns if they ever did that. Yeah. <laughs> because Mardi Gras is going on right now. Right. Here's a post on Twitter from a gentleman named Mark Lawlin. And that's his handle, too. Uh, his last name spelled L-O-W-E-N says we are near the exclusion zone beside hashtag Codogno the epicenter of Italy's coronavirus outbreak police say if we cross here we need to quarantine and couldn't leave for some time as a resident told me by phone just one fruit festival vegetable shop is open in a town of 16,000 people. Wow. That is nuts. And there's 12 12, uh, villages in Italy that are all in the same boat. In Iran, there was a uh, parliament official. I believe it was a parliament official. He was really sweaty and stuff at a news conference. And somebody called it out to him, and he got uh, tested, and he has it. This thing is scary, I'll tell you. You know? Especially with me working at the hospital and stuff like that, too. And, you know, I don't... uh, It's scary. It's just a scary situation. Because I don't remember the last time that this this virus, something like this, actually happened where it's, like, widespread like this. Spanish flu. That 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 was big, but not a worldwide academic as it as this was, right? No, Spanish flu was big. Spanish flu was the last huge one that hit on a global scale. Right. 
And you figure this one's going to spread faster because we have airlines now. We just don't have ships. True. Man. They're doing um, runway shows for fall um, clothing lines to empty theaters and streaming them live on the internet to keep people out of auditoriums. I like that idea. I mean, there was no yeah. media and there was no buyers present. The show was live streamed on its website, Instagram, and Facebook pages. I think that would be a good way to actually get people to watch movies at their house temporarily. And then once everything is um, back to the way they are, you know, you can always go on ahead and uh, get rid of that streaming service for that link. And then people can start going back to the movies again. Iraq, Iraq, Pakistan, Armenia, and Turkey have all closed their borders with Iran. And Afghanistan has suspended air and road travel to and from Iran. Just to give you a perspective, um, comparison between the coronavirus and similar outbreaks. Right. Cases, coronavirus currently 78,810. SARS, 8,096. MERS, 2,494. Deaths, coronavirus, 2,462. SARS, 774. And MERS was 858. That's a lot. So, just as perspective. Right. So, it's definitely hitting the stock market hard, and it's starting to hit the uh, film industry, just like you and I said the last episode that we did. Right. We Well, we both said it. We both winded up saying that this is going to not only affect the stock market or anything, but it's also going to affect people going to see the movies, going to the movie theaters, too. Even my yep. friend who lives out in um, Nevada, who lives out in Vegas, he... Uh, he didn't even go to the movies and everything. Once he found out that it was in his town, he he stopped going. He's like, "That's it." He's uh, he goes, "I'm on lockdown." <laughs> They're advising people to do that. Yep. Which I don't blame him. If it hits close to home, I'm not going nowhere. Other than work. I'm not sounding the uh, alert alarms yet, but I mean, it's definitely. Uh, Definitely up there in the scare factor. I'm not raising the flag yet, but because nobody here in America has died, and to me, that's a little bit of hope. So far, all the major deaths are in areas that lack in the um, medical department. That's true. Well, don't forget, too, I also work in the medical fields and everything in the medical profession as well. Yep. With things, you know, that's why I said this is scary even for me as someone that works, you know, even though I work in the purchasing department and I'm not actually in the hospital all day long, just enough to give out their medical supplies and then go on ahead and get back inside the building. But even then, it's still scary because of the fact that, you know, I have to bypass the ER just to get into the building itself. Yeah. So, you know, and then we also have a nursing home attached to it. So that yep. makes it even more scarier. <laughs> <clears throat> you know? 
But I'm hoping that they actually have a handle on this soon. It'd be nice. It'd kind of suck to see the Olympics get canceled. I mean, I'm not an Olympics fan, but... There's only a few things that watch... It's a big revenue stream that there's going to lose. Right. There's only, like, one thing... There's maybe two things I watch Mm. with the Olympics. And that's the bobsledding for the Winter Olympics and also the snowboarding. Because I'm a huge... I was always into snowboarding and stuff like that. And including with the bobsledding. And other than that, though, I... After all those events are done, I'm done. I don't even watch the Olympics after that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that I I have to give it up to the figure skaters and everybody else that can actually do that kind of thing. But it's not something that I'm actually entertained by. And stuff like that. (laughs) All right. Well, now on to lighter subject the movie trailers that we were watching that we referenced earlier oh we have movie trailers (laughs) (laughs) uh i like to watch them when they come out like in clusters somebody streams them all together right and i can just watch trailer after trailer like sitting in a movie theater uh quiet place 2 secretly very quietly, no pun intended, got a new trailer that I didn't know about. Mind you, I think the first trailer was better. I agree. Uh, They really didn't show much more of anything. If anything, they showed an extended scene of day one. That's about it. Everything else is pretty much the same. Right. And, you know, on my podcast, I talked about the very first trailer about how I like how they have the camera scene of her driving in the car. And, and the bus coming at her? Huh? And the bus coming at her? Yeah, that was really cool. I really liked how her husband actually handled that scene. And then also, too, if you think about it, this is actually a prequel inside of a sequel. Because it's actually yeah. giving the events before... A Quiet Place Part 1 actually happened, and then going back over to Part 2. So it's kind of doing like an Indiana Jones kind of feel to it, where you're actually getting a prequel, but you're also getting a sequel at the same time. The only little secret about me is I haven't seen the first one yet. Really? Yeah. Just haven't got around to it. (laughs) You didn't really get into the trailer? or No, I just haven't got around to watching it yet. I can understand that. But I remember going to the movie theaters, and it was packed. I like going to a packed movie theater because I'll always look back at how people are reacting to certain movies. And there was these two teenage girls. This reminded me of the time that I went to see Don't Breathe. But these girls were over there having their hands over their mouth the whole entire time. I'm watching A Quiet Place because they were afraid to even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and... I'm like, I love that. I love going to the movies and actually experience that. Because I always like to look over my shoulder and say, okay, how is everybody else taking it in? And A Quiet Place Part 1 was really good for an original story. Part 2, I love the way they actually handled the small town and how this town was affected by these alien-like beings and how they're actually telling the story 
and everything from the very beginning whenever the aliens and these beings first came into their area. And then it goes into where Quiet Place Part 1 actually ended. And that's how, that's why you see the baby and everything else. If you're wondering what that crate is that she's carrying, are you wondering about that? Not really. I pretty much already put it together. Yeah, that's for the baby. Yeah. And of course, yeah, they, they, outright, they outright show it to you. Right. And not only that, but she was also pregnant in that movie and gave birth to the baby. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm all, I'm sold on A Quiet Place Part 2. I really am excited about looking forward to seeing what uh, Stravinsky has done with A Quiet Place 2 because he did such a great job of casting uh, the little girl who's actually deaf in real life and then also uh, some of the other things that they were able to do with just um, with acting where there's not hardly any dialogue but you can still see the way that they're actually looking at each other and realize okay I need to be quiet or you know they're in danger and I love that whole entire as- retro uh, aspect of it. But for the trailer for you, you said you really enjoyed it? Yeah, I like the first one better, like the first trailer. I, I, it, it grabbed me more than, like, if I were to watch the second trailer first, I wouldn't have the same impact. The, the, I, the first trailer for part two grabbed me. It makes me want to go back and watch the first one. You see, I really have to say though, too, with the uh, first trailer, it really grabbed me more. I don't really, I'm not a real big fan of extended clips after the first trailer, where it actually shows you. Okay, this she's doing this over here, and then another trailer pieces that one scene over to another uh, to trailer number two. If you're gonna make a second trailer, make it separate from the first one. Yeah, I don't like extended trailers. The um, next trailer that was in that stream that I watched was the postcard killings. You see, I didn't get. I knew see that trailer. <laughs> I knew nothing about this. This one comes out March thirteenth. It has Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the lead role, and I'm a huge Jeffrey Dean Morgan fan. So you you put him up front, I'm in. He's the reason why I watched um, Rampage. <laughs> he did such a great job in Rampage for it to be a movie. I didn't watch it for The Rock. I watched it because. Jeffrey freaking Dean Morgan's in the movie. Right. <clears throat> because he's the best part of The Walking Dead right now, too, being Negan. Uh, but here's the uh, synopsis for it. A New York detective investigates the death of his daughter who was murdered while on her honeymoon in London. He recruits the help of a Scandinavian journalist when other couples throughout Europe suffer a similar fate. I like that. I'm gonna have to actually watch the trailer so I can actually see it played out. That's one uh, of the trailers. The trailer, that, huh? the trailer is intense. I love the idea of that though. 
I really love the concept of it, just from the description that you read and everything. Kind of got a Jason Bourne vibe off of it in a way. I could see that. I mean, I I haven't seen the trailer, but I can actually see that and everything concerning the fact, you know, you actually have someone like Jeffrey D. Morgan in it, and then that synopsis that you actually read off, I can actually see that. Picture, this is my mind, obviously. Picture Negan was a mix of the Bourne movies with a mix of Taken. Oh, sweet. That's the vibe that I got out of it. All right. And I never even heard of this movie either. Neither did I. It was just like Ryan Reynolds filmed that free guy movie with nobody knowing about it. Like, how in the hell did he pull that one off? It's freaking Ryan Reynolds. Wherever he goes, there's a goddamn camera around. Exactly. You would think that tabloids and everything else would actually know about it. Yeah, well, somehow they kept that one quiet. I remember when that trailer first hit, everybody's like, what, is this Deadpool 3? Did they actually make Deadpool 3 before Disney got a hold of Fox? And here it's Free Guy. Right. Okay, that will be a thing now. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the fact, too, that, you know, studios are actually keeping certain things secret. You're vibrating. Yeah, somebody sent me a stupid text message. It's okay, it's, it's cool. But uh, I like it's... the fact that uh, studios are able to keep a lid on certain things now instead of like, hey, guess what we're doing, kids? We're going to come out with something new. You know, I like the fact that they're actually trying different ways of actually dropping something new. Because the very first time I heard of the, the, the Ryan Reynolds movie, like you said, was the movie poster. Well, first time that I heard about it, uh, Dan at work, the front desk manager, he's the one that turned me on to it. He's like, you need to watch this trailer. Like, why? He goes, that's Ryan Reynolds. And my first thought was, oh, shit, did they make Deadpool 3? (laughs) (laughs) Right, because that would be something that Ryan Reynolds would actually do, though, is keep that hushed. Exactly. Because that was the big thing is, what are they going to do with Deadpool now? Disney's acquiring Fox. and Right. But this Jeffrey Dean Morgan movie is just something that I'm going to have to check out. Matter of fact, do me a favor. After we're done with this, send me that link so I can actually watch that trailer. All right. Because I yeah. do like watching Jeffrey Dean Morgan on the screen. And I did watch Rampage because of the fact that it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's just a good actor when it comes down to giving layers to a certain character. Oh, he's the one that uh, got me into Supernatural between him and uh, my oldest uh, watching it. And then I saw Jeffrey Dean Morgan on screen because where I was introduced to Jeffrey Dean Morgan was actually on Grey's Anatomy. And he did such a badass job in that. See, Uh, I didn't even know he was part of Grey's Anatomy. Like, who is that actor who's playing, like, the dying patient? And then I looked it up on IMDb and got the name. And then I looked at his other work, and Supernatural happened to be on there. Like, okay, well, Kenton's already watching it anyhow, so I'm going to watch it with him. And, uh, yeah, 15 years later. You see, I didn't even know that he was part of Grey's Anatomy. The very first time I saw Jeffrey D. Morgan was in The Watchmen. Yeah, I want to say he was Grey Anatomy Season 3. What's that? 
Hang on. I got to look it up here on IMDb real quick. Hold on. What were you asking me? I said I think he was season three in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. I well, think. I'm sure I can find a clip. Oh, sweet. Negan's in Tekken 7. What? Yeah, the character Negan is in Tekken 7. Oh, shit. He was in Jag? Okay, I gotta watch Jag again. He was in Angel as well. Huh. ER. Walker. Walker, Texas Ranger? Yep. You gotta be kidding me. Firefighter Larkin in the episode The Crossing, 2001. That's freaking crazy. I never knew that. I used to all the time. And they're rebooting it. <laughs> CSI. Star Trek Enterprise. Monk. I didn't know about that. Grey's Anatomy, 2009, whatever, from 2006 to 2009. He was in 23 episodes. Okay, so that tells me at least three seasons then, probably. Yeah. That's what it looks like. His first one was Begin to Begin, 2006. I'm going to have to check out some just clips on YouTube of him on Grey's Anatomy. So, yeah, just some little MDB research there for you. <laughs> All right. Oh, I need to watch that. Robot Chicken, Negan, the Robot Chicken Walking Dead special. <laughs> oh, God. I need to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but what did you think of higher ground that looks like it is made specifically geared towards film festivals and award season I can actually see that because of the fact like I said I like independent films as well I'm a huge indie fan because I think that indie films are just as important as big blockbuster movies not only that but I like the fact when you go to an independent film festival, this thing could actually get a lot of buzz inside that whole entire independent film festival to the point where we could actually get a worldwide release for this. You know? Yeah. And uh, I don't recognize any of the faces. I feel like I should, but I don't. I have to look at who the casting is in that one. Let's see. Well, it's already been released, evidently, 2019. Really? I haven't even heard of it. No, oh, April 27, 2019. That had to have been at one of the film festivals. Okay. So chances is this probably still has a chance of even being wide wide released. 
Oh, no, I'm looking up the wrong movie. My bad. In my, in my brain, uh, I was thinking of a different movie. It's the next movie that we're going to be talking about that I accidentally looked up. All right. No, that's not right. Oh, yeah, so I'm going to have a hell of a time finding that. No, maybe it was that. February 23rd, 2020. So it came out in Germany already. That's pretty cool that it's already gone some overseas buzz. Simon Baker, Colin Mulvey, Jack Thompson, Karen Pistorius, Ryan Core. I don't recognize any of those names. Same here as well. I'm just glad that, you know, we got some maybe some unknown actors, you know, for a change. Yeah, and even the rest of the cast list in alphabetical order. I'm not thinking of anybody's name that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these actors as well. So, it's good to actually have some unknown actors for a change that we don't know what their acting ability actually is. Although one of the actors, let's see here, I think it was Jack Thompson. He played in The Great uh, Gatsby back in 2013. So that's like the only thing that I, never mind, I saw him in that terrible movie, Australia. <laughs> That I wish I'd never saw and Leatherheads. That's a George Clooney movie. And Original Sin with Angelina Jolie and Antonio Banderas. And he was even in Star Wars. He was oh shit, he was, wasn't he? Episode two. I don't even recognize that um character name. So there's that. Let's see what else he was in. Short circuit. He was also in. So far, nothing's jumping out at me. Still looking. Yeah, the only one that jumps out at me. Short circuit. Oh, okay. That's right, he played, uh, I, I know what character he played in Short Circuit, <laughs> so that's easy. So, what other movie did uh, or did you actually saw the trailer to? I know we had Transformers on there, but I know there was another one. But the one that jumped out at me, like the one that really grabbed me, mm-hmm. only. And this is the summary for it. After a comet releases a mysterious virus that begins to kill off all the women in the world, a young couple's relationship is severely tested. 
They hide out from both the illness and the savages who want the remaining women in their over-sterilized apartment. Ultimately, the duel escape their self-imposed quarantine to head to the wilderness for one final experience together. And that was the trailer for? Only. Okay, I didn't see that one. That, that trailer looked really good, and I thought I saw Chandler Riggs in it, and I did see Chandler Riggs in it because he's here on the cast list. That's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad that Chandler's actually getting himself some movies and everything now that he's out of The Walking Dead. When well, he said he was, he had some things lined up right after. Um, uh, what's his after Gimple decided to be Gimple and be an idiot? Right, but I also remember too that uh, he also wanted quits <clears throat> so he can actually um, finish school as well. I would love to see Riggs and um, Lincoln do a movie together. That would be great. You know, they're on screen because they were freaking amazing together. That's what I was just saying. Their chemistry on screen is just phenomenal. And everything, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them as like a father and son thing all over again, you know, or something different, you know. Yeah, I'm just looking here at the cast list to see any other names here jump out at me. But what made that trailer really jump out at you, though? Because I like post-apocalyptic things, right. And as soon as they started establishing that this was a post-apocalyptic world, it's like, okay, sold. And I like a, I like dark apocalyptic stuff as well. And that's also another link that you actually have to send me because you didn't send me that link. Because I didn't know about that one. I sent it to you in Messenger. You did? Yeah. Okay. I said, I, must only, I said only looks really good. And I think Chandler Riggs is in it. Okay, and I, I just looked at the cast list and he's in it. Okay, so I didn't see that one. I watched the one where it had the actor from the Peanut Butter Falcon, um, in one of the trailers, and then I saw the one for Netflix, and then I saw, of course, Higher Ground, and then I watched the other one that you sent me, which is the Transformers. So those are the four that I actually saw. So I Transformers, I'm not sure if I'm interested in. Then again, I'm also coming off Transformers fatigue. So we'll get to that in a minute though. <clears throat> if you want to. Yeah. Ride like a girl did nothing for me. I don't like horse racing, so I'm also one of those people that are not into horse racing at all. I didn't even see Sea Biscuit, and that's got Toby Maguire in it. <laughs> but you know I was like you know I always try out movies out of my comfort zone just to see if I'm going to like it like I tried out a bunch of TV shows as well just to get out of my comfort zone because I'm like okay I'm going to give this a shot or that a shot because how am I going to know something if I like it or not if I don't try it out Yeah. but this, this movie just does not gravitate towards <clears throat> no it did it did nothing for me at all either. And I, I mean, this movie could be good. It could, I mean, I'm not going to down it or anything like that. It could be a good movie. 
It's just that I didn't feel excited for this character to be racing the horse and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, you want to root for this character. Even in the trailer, you want to feel some hope for this character to root for this character and have a reason to root for her in a trailer because you're supposed to have that excitement to rooting for a certain character. But this, I didn't feel the need to root for her. I just didn't really, I'm like, okay, that's another horseback riding movie with uh, horse racing. Yep. That's what I felt. And I don't want to feel like I'm one of those people that, you know, that's all there is because I'm not. Because I know there has to be something more to that movie than just that. But that, if the, you're going to have to do more to hook some people like us into it for us to watch it. But as for the Transformers movie and stuff like that, the animation for it, for me, just didn't appeal to me. It just took me out of it a little bit. Well, see, I was thinking the same thing, but then I went back and I thought about... Um... Transformers Prime. Transformers Prime animation was the same way. And Transformers Prime, honestly, is my favorite Transformers media to come out in the past decade. It didn't last very long, but it was very good. And nice little piece of Ghostbusters trivia. Winston, the voice of Winston, is in the show. That's actually pretty cool. Um, as soon as I heard his voice for the first time, it's like, that's fucking Winston from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what I liked about the trailer, though, is the plot itself. It's what I liked about it. We have Optimus Prime basically doing stuff on emotion of him wanting to win. And he'll, ca- and he'll stop at nothing at what cost to bring someone down. To if bring they need to do it, though, they need to do it right, and they need to have Unicron and Primus involved. Right. It was done the right way, and have the plot motivation and the emotional attachment to some of the characters that might not make it out of this thing. It could go really good. You know? That's my only caveat to that, is that you're going to do this, go all in. Have Primus, have Unicron be the catalyst to start the whole damn shebang. Right. And then give us the war for Cybertron, because obviously that's going to be millennia later. And if you want to go down to Transformers Prime route and make Earth Unicron, hell, the movies did that too. Right. Earth Unicron. Go for it. Make Earth Unicron. Like, I'm I'm game for that. Out of all the movies, I'll say the the movies are shit to my dying breath other than the first one. The first one I enjoyed thoroughly. The rest of them were royal pieces of shit. I agree with you 100% on that because I enjoyed the first one. Then the other movies turned into, like, giant two-and-a-half-hour Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, that was one twist that I actually liked is that Unicron is Earth. Right. I, I like that a lot. <clears throat> Another thing I want to mention too is I want to see 
you know how I mentioned at like what cost is Optimus Prime actually doing this? Like, okay, where there's casualties that are going to be lost because of him wanting to take down a certain uh, Transformer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, they showed Autobots that we've never seen before. Right. Like, it looks like that one Autobot and him have a relationship. Where is she at? What happened to her? She evidently kicked the bucket somewhere along the line. Right. And that's what I want to see. I want to see casualties actually lost. Because he even said it himself. He said he's going to stop at nothing to bring this opposing other team down. And I want, and it's just like having, I'm, I'm, I'm going to mention Last Jedi. It's like having Pogue. He goes, yeah, I brought this fleet down. Okay, Cameron. But at what cost? You just wiped out almost our whole entire fleet just to bring down this one ship. At what cost, Prime, did, uh, yeah, you brought this one person down, but what did it cost you at the end? And that's what I want to actually see. You know? So, Stephen Amell... I'm looking at Twitter right now. He put up a, a post. He's evidently bulking up for something. Casey Jones for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big hell to know. I think even, <laughs> oh, I think even Stephen Amell wants to forget that even happened. <laughs> oh, I would want him to forget it did happen too. Um, but I wonder what he's going to be doing. I don't know, but he's bulking up for something. He uh, has here January 6, 2020, 192 pounds. February 25th, 2020, 213 pounds. Deathstroke. I don't know. No, because we got the perfect person for Deathstroke if DC ever pulls the damn trigger on it. Hell, I I want a flat-out Deathstroke movie with Michael. uh, Joe Maganello. Yeah, Joe McAnella. Why the hell was that's, that? That's what I what was I thinking of with the first name of Michael. Right. Rosenbaum. That's Lex. But what did you, let me think what else was there too. I also found out too they're making another Creed movie. Yep, Creed 3. I saw you put that on Twitter. I was going to mention that. Yeah, I wrote out the article for it. I'm just hoping that it's not going to be Mr. T's son that wants to take down Creed. <laughs> because I don't want to see another rehash. Don't get me wrong. I love the second Creed movie. And the motivation behind it was actually made sense. But I don't want to see where someone from Rocky's past coming in <clears throat> to want to take down Adonis. Yeah, they, they need to come up with something new. Like I don't know. Have him go up against an MMA fighter. Go up against Conor McGregor. That would be interesting. Something, something different. Exactly. Well, another thing too is it could be someone from Adonis's past or whatever. Because don't forget, he's also lived a rough life himself. That's and true. So he could have pissed off a lot of people too along with what Rocky did. So, I mean, I don't want to see another one of those things where you have Mr. T's son 
over Lane's son going in there and being pissed off at pissed off at uh, Rocky for beating his father's ass and taking it out on Adonis. That's been done before with part two. You know? Yeah, and I haven't even watched Creed 2 yet because with it potentially feeling like a rehash. To be honest with you, it wasn't that bad. I was thinking... Huh? Really? Yeah, it was actually really good. The motivation behind it was good and stuff like that. I didn't really feel like there was that much stuff that was actually forced in it. You know, it wasn't like, you know, of course we already know for a fact that, you know, Dolph Lundgren's going to probably show up at his Italian restaurant and challenge Rocky. That was a given. And that's exactly what happened. But the motivation behind it and everything else is basically Dolph Lundgren's character actually lost his wife. And he's thinking that the reason why he lost his wife in a divorce is because of the fact that Rocky kicked his ass in Russia. And so therefore he's training his son to actually kick Adonis Free's ass. And that'll be like him winning again. And he thinks that if he winds up, if his son winds up beating Adonis's ass and everything, his wife would come back. So All right, that's, so that's the the huh? And there's ESPN <laughs> talking about them wanting to extend the football season to 17 games. You're going to have a lot of injured players. Yep. So, did you know Samurai Jackson in the game? What's that? Samurai Jack is getting a video game. I've never really played Samurai Jack, so... Yeah, that's just it. This is the first video game that Samurai Jack's ever had. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's badass. I like that. Mind you, I'm not a Kobe Bryant fan, but that is awesome. Hendrick and Exalta are going to honor Kobe Bryant with a special 24 scheme this weekend. It's purple and gold. That is amazing. They need to do that for them. That is, I appreciate them doing that. That is epic as shit. <clears throat> like that, that's a collectible die cast car right there. I would put, the, I would take that, keep it in the box and put it up high and just look at it every day. Because it's that awesome looking. I'm, I'm going to have to take a look at it whenever I get off with you on that. Because I don't want to actually surf something and it actually cuts out the podcast or anything like that on my end. Yeah. So I'm going to have to check that out. The only other thing I wanted to touch on, because this is actually why I was going through um, Twitter, because I wanted to find all the names that are going to be involved in this. Project Luminous. Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Order, Kavon Scott, and Charles Soleil. If I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. Spelled S-O-U-L-E. Soleil? That's how I'm assuming that it said. 
Okay. But uh, thoughts on the High Republic? To be honest with you, I haven't really followed enough to actually pique my interest right now. You know, I just haven't kept up with it. Well, right now, it's all just books. It's, as far as I know, there is no... Um, there is no movies, film, or anything involved in it other than it tying in certain details. But don't forget, they also hired J.D. Diller to develop a Star Wars movie. That's true. So that could have some involvement with it. That's what I'm assuming. Well, we'll uh, definitely, I'm definitely going to be uh, keeping an ear out for any Project Luminous news, being they're starting to slowly announce it. That would be interesting. And then, of course, they revealed the Jurassic World stuff today. Yeah, that everybody's from the original Jurassic Park's coming back. I'm excited that we are actually having the original cast members back. That actually excites me. But what I want to see is, I want to see the plot where the very first Jurassic World movie actually left out. Where you actually have the original person from the park taking that egg, or taking whatever, and that's the whole motivation behind everything. Bringing these original cast members back. Well, between that and I want the... uh the guy that played the main male archaeologist in the first one to say, fucking told you. Sam, <laughs> Sam Elliott, I think was his name, or Sam, Sam Neal is what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, him, him and, um, um, oh shit. The one that goes and says, must go faster, must go faster. He's the one that's in the back of the Jeep. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, his own show on Disney, too. Yeah, I can't think of his Jeff name. Goldblum. Yes. Yes, I definitely had a brain fart there. I want both of them to walk up to Chris Pratt and said, I fucking said this 20 years ago that this was right. going to happen. Have them, like, wanna... have them like unisonly say it like together at the same time. Right, and not only that, but what I would like to actually see, since Chris Pratt was actually trained, um, don't forget, he was actually training the Raptors, too. I would like to actually see Sam Elliott go, and you were training Raptors? <laughs> because don't forget, it started with the Raptor Claw at the very beginning of Jurassic Park. Yep. So I would like to actually see some nod to him talking about, so you trained them, and you talked to them. How did that work out for you? Hey, we got breaking coronavirus news. What's happened? We got an American soldier in South Korea. He's the first U.S. service member to test positive. Can you give us a Kim Jong-un? No, South Korea, not North Korea. Oh, oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is a, that's terrible. This uh, this coronavirus. It's just how it goes to show you how lethal it is, and how widespread and how fast it's spreading. You know. 
let's see here. Any other things worth of note before we pull The new Candyman poster. I haven't even seen that yet. It it has the same type of feel that the original poster from the 1990s poster has. But, you know, it does let you know, hey, look, there's a new Candyman movie coming out. And there's a new trailer coming out on Thursday on it. Let's see what this thing looks like. Just has a hook with honey and a bee. And... <laughs> And Tony Todd's actually going to be in Candyman. So you're going to have the original... Yeah, the original Candyman's going to be in it, but from what I heard, there's going to be two Candymans in this movie. So I don't know how they're going to connect that. That'll be interesting. It's going to be very interesting, not only that, but Jordan Peele's just going to be the producer on it. It's going to have this one unknown director who's a female... Uh, led director, which I'm okay with because I want to see what she can do to this uh, Candyman franchise. Uh, Candyman was a franchise I never really got into. Really? The, yeah. the first two films were really well done. Anything after the first two films, forget it. Even, get this, the second film took place on Mardi Gras. Huh. And it was filmed in New Orleans. Nice. So they actually took away from the whole Chicago thing, which was where the first Candyman actually took place, and went into New Orleans. Nice. So I like the mythology behind Candyman. As a matter of fact, I got the shit scared out of me in third grade because I actually went up to the mirror. And, get this. Our bathroom in third grade was underneath, pretty much in a basement area for the boy, for the boy's bathroom. And there's a mirror there, and I said it like five times, and all of a sudden I heard a noise, and I ran, I ran out of that damn bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't sure if it was a janitor that was screwing around with me or whatever. I didn't care. I ran the hell out of that bathroom because, like I said, it it was one of those bathrooms that was under under the school. Yeah. But it, I'm excited for it to see what they're gonna do with it. I'm not seeing anything else on the news front. It seems like lately the news has been very stagnant. Well, consider the time of the year is, too. Well, normally I would actually... always seems to slow down this time of year. True. But also, too, at the very beginning of the year, it would actually be slowed down and during February, March, sometimes we would actually have some stuff that would actually speed up. Yeah, so far, the biggest news this year has been Collider shuttering their video division. Yeah. Which I still say, that's going to be a mistake. That's going to come back and bite him in the ass. It really is, but, you know, I like the fact Mark Fernandez actually tried to explain what was happening. Yeah, like he didn't do very well. <laughs> no, but then after that, they John Campia had him on the show trying to smooth out the edges. Yeah, he didn't do very well there either. 
he did, but he didn't at the same time. Like you can tell that John was actually trying to correct him, course correct him on things <coughs> that he could have done better on. So I mean, I have to commend John for actually having me on there and everything and trying to smooth out the edges. But I'm gonna have to be in agreement with Christian and everything. It's been done. And we just need to move on from it and everything and go on from there. Yeah. Everybody has their own community now. Everybody has their own thing going. And it breaks my heart to see something that John Campia built and now it's actually gone. And seeing something that Christian, who is actually, I'm going to call Christian Harloff in their group, like the second generation. Because the first generation was like Amy Rose and everybody else. And then John brought in the Schmoes, which would be your second generation of people. And maybe it's just me, but for some reason, I always felt that once Snep passed away, that's when things started to go down. I agree with you on that as well. But it just breaks me. He's actually the first generation. John brought Jeremy in, and then no sooner did John leave, Jeremy left. Right. Well, don't forget this. Like, John came in at the same time that Campia did. He was the one who introduced everybody into the AMC days. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. John Campia, he brought Jeremy in. Like, when John came back the second time. Right. And then Jeremy wasn't very far behind. And then him and Snep were doing that uh, comic book shopping. Right. And then they changed the whole entire uh, then, way of the, the whole entire show for uh, the comic book stuff. And John, he left after his friend passed. Schnepp passed away. Christian's brother passed away. All like back to back to back. I might have that order mixed up, but still, it was, was trifecta. It was that passed, and then after that, it was Christian's brother that passed. Yeah, and then but... Schnepp was far behind there, and it's like as soon as that third. That third event happened is when Collider started going downhill. But you know, I'm I'm gonna have to just say, look, it's just time for us to move on, which I have. I've moved on from the whole entire Collider live days and stuff like that, like Christian is, and he's building his community, and that's all he cares about is building community. And I feel like that's what we need to do too. Is like forget about. <clears throat> I know I was big into the whole subscriber thing, but I feel like this. I have 1,000 and some more listeners listening in on my show. And I build my community with the page that I have. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like community is the biggest thing right now. So as long as I have my community, and as long as I have, even though my podcast listeners is not the biggest thing, as long as I have my community, I'm good. So I have to actually forget about the subscriber numbers and actually just focus in on my community. And I have to say, Christian is doing the right thing. Everybody has their own stuff that they're going on. Roxy has her stuff. Roka has his stuff going on, which I still tweet out to Roka casually from time to time. Occasionally Bonnie shows up on the show unless she cancels. Right. (laughs) Or she... (laughs) But, you know, I I like the stuff that they have going on. You know, I haven't actually got a chance to actually sit down to watch all of Riley's stuff that he has out. 
but I want to actually check out his stuff. But I do check out Roxy's stuff from time to time. All right. Well, uh, not to cut short, but I mean, we can go longer, but my phone says otherwise. I understand. So, All right. phone batteries only last so long. It's, it's okay. But I do want to mention this on my, for fans of my, for your fan, for fans of my uh, podcast as well, that I am going to be interviewing someone from India. She's very talented what she what she does. I don't want to put her out there yet until I know for a fact that this is actually locked. But I have that going on. Then I have a top 10 show going on uh, with, of course, I've been doing, I did one top 10 show by myself, which is the coming of age movies. Now I have another person named Anthony that's actually, he has his own podcast. Well, not podcast, but his own YouTube channel. And he's going to be doing a top 10 show with me. And that's going to be a top 10 uh, spoof movies is what we're going to be doing. All right. So take a listen to that whenever we actually do that. But that's all I wanted to plug into right now. But this is John DeGiorio for Movie Lovers Tonight. And this is Chris from Hotel Nerd. And one of these days I will get on to your podcast. You will. I just want to, here's the thing. I want to go on ahead and just say this. I want to have something that we can actually talk about with in more movie news. I just don't want to be like, okay, we're just talking about something and we're not really all that passionate about what we're talking about. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. You want to be a little bit more structured and not off the cuff. Exactly. Where I'm just kind of doing everything au naturel. (laughs) But still, I like the way that you're doing things. You know, you, everybody does their own shows differently. So I'm liking how you're doing. You're plugging everything into something. Yeah, so, and I always, I always try to have segues. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thanks for being on another episode, and hopefully, this one gets more listeners. <laughs> thanks for having me, and I'm going to be sharing this episode on my page on the page as well. All right. All right. Till next time.